0: What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I am joined all the way from West Texas, the king of West Texas himself, Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, Kyle, before I ask you how you're doing, and I'll probably forget to ask you anyway, I've got to share this story. I don't even know why it popped into my head. Uh, other other than like I somebody had said something about hey did you go to school at Dallas Baptist University between such and such year such and such year and I was like actually I did and then said friend his name is Zach Dell he's like nine feet tall I don't know if he listens to the episode uh, he said well I've got a good friend named April uh, that was there and she's now working for the IMB. And uh, you may know her, her last name back then was, and, and he said that. And so my, my reply in the text thread was, I didn't talk to a soul when I was there. Legit could only name one person I remember from my time at DBU. Okay, two, because I had a roommate uh, when I was there. And, and so as I'm thinking about that, because it, it's, I'm serious. I can seriously only think of like two names from my time at Dallas Baptist University. Now. Granted, it was a long time ago, and I was I was like taking I don't know eighteen hours usually and working full time and working part time. So I wasn't just I wasn't the guy that was hanging out, you know, picking up the girls, playing the acoustic guitar like you know you you got to do at a Christian college. Uh, but as I was thinking about that, this story pops into my head. I don't I know that you don't know this. I don't think I've told anybody other than Zach. And obviously my wife and those that that know. But this is how much of an introvert I am. And it takes us back to the year 2006. Okay, Kyle? When we were getting married, my wife and I, not you. When we were getting married, I realized, like last minute, I was one groomsman short. And Reb tells me this, Rebecca tells me this right before I go into a class. I'm not, not joking at all. I asked the literal guy, just random guy next to me in class, if he would be my groomsman. This is a guy I don't know his name beyond just, hey man, you know, what's up? You know, hey, good morning. No, nothing more than pleasantries every time we went to class. This is a guy I'd only said those kind of things to. I don't know his name. I asked him to be the final groomsman, and he said yes. I don't even think his name was in the bulletin because it was so last minute. This was my final groomsman. But still, when I see the picture, I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Kyle, that I, is how much of an introvert I am. That's
1: that's pretty strong, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I, didn't, I didn't have seven friends. I, <laughs> I had like six friends. That's just asked <laughs> the random guy next to me in like Christian leadership class, whatever it was. Oh, Kyle, how you doing? Hey, you know what? I'm great. Do you know why I'm great, Matt? Shut up. Because uh, so we've had yet good, another week. <laughs> hey, how's so Matt? So here, I'm ready, bro. I am loaded to bear to, to just go to town on you because y'all lost to the Oakland A's, and we gained a game because yeah. we beat the Baltimore Orioles, who are, I would say arguably, definitely by the record, the best team in the American League. I don't think they really are. I think they're playing above who they are. But you will recall, yours truly had them going to the playoffs. I'm just saying. Anyway, all of that said, we I thought we were about to sweep them, and today, final inning, we get the bases loaded. John Singleton, right? He's returned the return of John Singleton. It's it also is like before after photos of when he was in the bigs before, looking strong, you know, looking like a little bit taller Altuve, had some muscle action. But now, now he looks like that church league softball guy. He's gotten a little heavy. And all he did for the space, uh, space Cowboys was hit home runs. Like, I don't know, like 30, 40 home runs this season. And so they called him up. I'm thinking, this is your chance, buddy. This is your chance. He's going to drill it. And he didn't. And we lost. Sorry, yeah, not really. really. Not hey, head, uh, Kyle, what are we talking about today?
1: Hey, today we're talking about what to do when you have a case of the Mondays. And Matt, are you aware what what the reference I just dropped right there? No, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Uh, that is that is an Office Space reference. Um, yeah. But but listen, if it's, 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 it, it, the, the Mondays can come in any job. Um, I think maybe in, in ministry, um, specifically in pastoring that Mondays can be super rough, right? You're exhausted from the day before, uh, you've kind of, you know, you, you've worked all week for this, this thing, right? Whether it's your, your worship service, um, you know, your, your sermon, um, whatever else you have going on on Sunday afternoon, whether that's a Sunday night service, uh, the committee meetings that happen on on Sunday afternoon and, and it's just it's a long day. And so you know you wake up on Monday morning and, and especially if it was a rough Sunday, um I mean you can just wake up feeling beat down on on a Monday morning. Um and uh, Matt, I know you know what we're talking about here. I know you've experienced that before. I think everyone that's that's listening has experienced that. So uh our good friend Clint Ellis, the, the doctor Clint Ellis um, cool. has, has written an article at the replant blog called Three Tips for Beating the Monday Blues, and right. that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Number one, get over yourself. Life sucks, <laughs> then you die. No, uh, <laughs> so number one, number one, <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, number one. <laughs> Oh man, number one, please let me keep that on the show. Number one, pour yourself whole <laughs> pour yourself wholeheartedly into your devotional time. Pour yourself <laughs> wholeheartedly into your devotional time. Kyle, I need to catch my breath. Tell me why number one is so important, pouring yourself into your devotional time.
1: Well, yeah, so it's a reminder that... Um, you know ultimately you don't lead, you don't minister, you don't pastor in your own strength, right it is uh, this is a primarily spiritual task and so if you're going to do that well, it's going to require spiritual strength that comes from relying on the Holy Spirit and, and that simply requires spending time with them right so uh, so so being in in the word spending time in prayer, uh, spending time in, in some sort of devotional reading, that's just going to feed your soul. Maybe, maybe that's not the time that you pick up, um, you know, a, a hermeneutics textbook, unless that's your devotional reading. In which case, get on it. Right? If, if that's if that's what feeds your soul, go for it. Um, but, but just something to to help you focus your attention on the Lord and not on yourself.
0: Yeah. And and I like one of the things that he posted there, uh, or he wrote there. Find a section of scripture unrelated to what you are currently preaching and plant yourself there. Like just spend some time in, in a passage, in maybe a chapter. Just sit there and meditate for a while. Extend that usual quiet time that you're going on to other things by 15 minutes or so and just soak in the word and spend time praying. Pray through that text, uh, especially if it's a Psalms or something. You know, pray through it, think through it, meditate on it. And uh, if you don't know what to pray, he says, open up the Psalms and speak God's word back to him uh, in in prayer. And so so I want to just take a quick moment there because it's somewhat unrelated to the Monday morning blues, but it's something we've talked about before. That's important in your quiet time. So there's going to be plenty of times that out of your quiet time will find itself into your your sermon. But your sermon prep does not equal necessarily quiet time. It is time with God. It is time, hopefully, led by, fueled by the Spirit, all of those kinds of things. But you need some time to just freshly open up God's Word without the to-do list of a sermon and a point and everything else. You'll find some fresh application, all that kind of stuff along the way. But keep, keep those a little distinct. There are people that disagree with that. Uh, Kyle, you know people that disagree with that. I know people that disagree with that. Uh, this is not a hard and fast rule, but I just think it's really helpful uh, to whether you go through a book in the Bible or or something, um, just meditating on the Gospels for a while, or or just a few of the Psalms and Proverbs for a season. But just getting out of the rut of just picking the next verse or the next passage in your book and doing that—that's uh, going to be important. So I liked that he made that point of extending. Uh, your quiet time in finding that section of scripture that's outside of your coming text, because the moment you do that, and your mind is already to the races, and you're already thinking through your outline, your illustrations, your applications, all of that kind of stuff, and it's no longer really your devotion time. And uh, so, Kyle, you you raised your your hand a moment ago. Did you? Yeah, I,
1: I was going to say if, if that's a kind of a new concept to you of praying pr- praying through scripture. Um, Don Whitney has a really great just real small book called, I think it's called Praying the Bible. Um, And it's just a good way to let scripture guide your prayer time, um, which is a good practice to develop all the time, but especially on Mondays when, you know, maybe your mind is going to wander a little extra. It's good to have. uh, I think it's really good to to pray through scripture and just let that kind of bring you back to a place where your mind is focused on Christ to start your week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because man, I'm so ADD. It helps me to have a list. It helps me to kind of walk through that a little bit and to walk through a text instead of just kind of hairbrain out. Uh but but anyway, number two, count your blessings. He said, make a list of your blessings. Uh he proved he's not as Southern Baptist as I would be if I wrote this, but count your blessings, make a list of your blessings. And I like that he pointed that out. Somebody on Twitter said today, it's one thing to, you know, to count your blessings like we talk about that. But like we can think that we can do that. But the moment you grab a pen and paper and start listing those out, sometimes it takes a little extra work. You got to really start start thinking. Uh and uh but but it's such a helpful exercise. You think about your family, you think about your health, grace extended to you as a broken sinner, Clint says. Once you've made that list, uh just let that drive you to gratitude and the Lord. Uh Kyle, give me give me your top three blessings. Other than your friendship with me as number one, the Rangers as first place, number two. What's what's your number three? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean,
1: it, it, if we're going in no particular order, there, then I would have to say my family would be would be there in the in in the definitely in the top three. Okay. Um And,
0: and I, I'm going to put them above you. Um, ah, whatever. And, and <laughs> but but we know that the Rangers are above that, so I do know where your priorities lie. Uh, number three, communicate. With an encouraging friend. So basically the opposite of what we're doing right now. Uh, communicate with an encouraging uh, friend. And uh, and so he, he made a note where as he was kind of sketching out the outline of this article, uh, he got a text from one of the most consistent encouragers in my life. Uh, while we don't talk daily, the Lord uses him in my life, strategically prompting him to check in, give an encouraging thought or say something that makes me laugh, and uh, proving that that wasn't me. It wasn't me that texted him. Uh, because I'm I'm the one like he sends me a text or calls and dude, I, I I get so slammed I forget. Uh Clint, I'm sorry. I know you'll be listening to this. I'll I'll do better. I'll do better. Uh but uh Kyle, tell us why it's helpful to communicate with an encouraging friend.
1: Yeah, I mean it's good to to talk with somebody else. And and this might be another pastor who understands what Mondays are like, right? What what it's like to kind of slog through on those tough days and and you can support one another so just as much as as he might be an encouragement to you you can turn around and be an encouragement to him um and so you know especially on mondays you know man have maybe a friend or two that you're that you're communicating with and, and and you can be honest with and say man you know yesterday was a great day or yesterday was maybe the worst sunday of my life the sermon was awful um you know, I, I'm ready to pack it up right now. And then you need some friends to say, uh, hold off, don't do that. (laughs) It's it's probably not as bad as you, as you think. Um, but, but yeah, somebody else who, who can give a little perspective, because one of the things that happens when we get exhausted, when we get, um, depressed or downtrodden is we kind of put the blinders on. Right. And, and everything can begin to seem like it's, it's so bad. And, and it's good to have somebody outside of that who can say, hold up. It's really not as bad as you think. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, man, yeah, you, everybody needs that. As, as I know you've posted a few times, um, I've seen on your social media, um, it, it's likely that whomever you're, you're going to reach out to is not in danger of being over-encouraged. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably not just brimming with encouragement and saying, I wish people would just stop this. Right. No, no, no. That that there's always room for more um encouragement that, that folks need.
0: Yes, sir. And uh it it only takes a few keystrokes, as he points out. Maybe a quick phone call. Uh, but you need those battle buddies. You need somebody that you can blow off some steam. You need somebody you can celebrate with. Uh like I I know I've I've got a uh one of the pastors here in the association. That whether I preach, uh, you know, one that barely is, is like a foul ball, like I'm like, man, that was rough. Bro, it's hard uh, preaching in a different church every Sunday. Um, yeah. It's tough. But, you know, so some of those just they hit better than others. And uh, and so I'll I'll call that man, that was rough. But he's also one that do that. That was money. That was a good day. You know what? Like you need to be able to celebrate that stuff because you can't go out on. You know, Twitter and be like, man, I just preached a home run sermon. That was the best, you know, I'm the next Asian yeah. Rogers. You can't say that, but you do need to be able to celebrate those things with somebody and be, you know, because you replicate maybe what you celebrate. So just keep that in mind. Encourage one another, lift one another up. And uh, and man, this this also goes maybe in trying to seek encouragement. I'll also remind you that maybe if you're a little down, sometimes helping somebody else encouraging somebody else, just reaching out and, and praying for somebody else. Uh, God, maybe kind of turn turn your mind away from what you're, you know, maybe just bummed because the sermon one grade great or a little criticism. But man, you talk to a buddy that you have no idea that maybe God brings him to mind. And, you know, he just found out that, you know, the deacons are going to do a vote of confidence or something, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, just take a moment to think, hey, who can I encourage? Not just who can I receive encouragement from? Uh, Because like you said, you're not going to be in danger of over-encouraging somebody and uh, just risking, just pushing them over the edge. They can't take it anymore. They've gotten too much encouragement on a Monday. So Kyle, any other uh, thoughts from you? Um, You know,
1: I would just echo what uh, I believe Brian Croft uh, posts often, and that is don't resign on a Monday. Um, you know, it, it, wait, get get some rest, get a little bit of time, but between that rough Sunday and uh, um, and I think you'll see that things are really not as bad as as they should be. Um, and secondly, uh, I think it's Jared C. Wilson who who made the point that he always took Mondays off because he felt like that was his. or no, no, he would work on Mondays. He would take Fridays off because um, he knew a lot of guys who would take Mondays off, but he didn't want to give his family the worst day of him, right? When he's just exhausted. So, you know, look, figure out that that rhythm in your own schedule. Um, but I would say regardless, whether you're working on Monday or not, ma- make sure you're taking some time to refresh, right? So whether that's, you know, maybe you, you work half a day and then you you go to the coffee shop or something in the afternoon and just kind of get, get away for a little bit, um, do something to, to Take your mind off of Sunday and refresh your soul on Monday. That's really, really
0: important. Yeah. The other thing that will cure your Monday morning blues is signing up for Texas Baptist College's preview day. So if you're looking for trustworthy Christian higher education that equips you to think biblically, reason truthfully, and share God's word effectively, Texas Baptist College. The place for you. TBC is a Christ-centered, scripturally grounded, and student-focused school dedicated to preparing students to serve wherever God calls them. And the best way to experience TBC is to attend their fall preview day on October 20th. You'll get to tour the campus, meet faculty, chat with students, and experience the unique campus community of Texas Baptist College at their preview day. And you can register today at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash preview kyle send us out for favor
1: hey thanks for listening and until next time may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare what's wrong with you people